Welcome to Measland Smash, the only podcast where we break the <laughs> Super Smash Brothers cinematic universe one game at a time. I'm your co-host, Pete Simmons-Hayes. I'm your other co-host, Simon Lewis-Song. And we're just really jazzed because... I don't think I've ever met someone who isn't delighted to see the character of Kirby. <laughs> He's a delightful character. <laughs> Pete, why'd you put your hand around my I don't know around? why I choked you to stop the singing. I just really didn't know how to signify how we should stop singing than just to, like, really go for the neck. <laughs> I don't think that's in the spirit of Kirby at all. And well... Actually, I'm really sorry. I would disagree with you because while Kirby is a delightful character, he's also a uh, he's also full of power. He's he's a powerful character. He's one of the most powerful characters <laughs> in the Nintendo arsenal. I agree. Absolutely, and he's and he's absolutely merciless. Yeah, I think if we're talking about just total kill count, he has the highest. Right. I saw a meme the other day that was it was comparing some other character, and it was like talking about all the moral struggle they've had killing a character, and then it was it went to Kirby, and it was like, has killed God, so because they stole his cake. Well, <laughs> Kirby, Kirby's an interesting character. I think he's a hard character to adapt because unlike other protagonists, he's someone who doesn't change throughout the story. He's changing everything else. He's mm-hmm. very much a Captain America mm-hmm. in that way, and that's only made harder with the fact that he doesn't have dialogue. Yeah, and there's also the evergreen question of, what is Kirby? What is what he? is Kirby? He's 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 a resident of the planet Popstar, in in the land of Dreamland. And the instruction manual for the first game just calls him a boy from Dreamland. But no other Dreamland citizen looks like that. And he's just he's just a pink puffball. He's like one of a kind. And he just he has amassed an insane amount of power. And all of his, you know, he's very cute. His own, he's very only cute. he's only driven by food and a motivation to eat food. Yeah, but all simple. of his all of his enemies are cosmic horrors. Yeah, he's got the scariest bosses. Yeah, it's how did he get that way? Who is he? What is? I he? don't know because one thing about Kirby is that um, his lore is really inconsistent. All hardcore Kirby fans just really love drawing Kirby. They don't really talk about like gods of darkness like fire emblem they just like to chill with them because he's cute and he's really easy to draw um mm-hmm. you just draw a circle you just draw little cheeks right a circle a circle and two eyes and you've drawn a friend with that being said <laughs> it gives whoever's adapting this a lot of freedom to play with the space i'd say a lot of freedom because you can really you can you can do anything with kirby and he's such a he's such a main character in the Smash Brothers universe. Oh yeah. And you but you can basically do anything with him. He's a blank slate. Right. Fun fact, the reason he's hev- he's featured so heavily in Smash Brothers is because the creator of Smash Brothers, Masahiro Sakurai, also is the creator of Kirby. Mm-hmm. So, so even his signature, he doesn't have a signature, he just draws Kirby. That's his signature and it's adorable. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, so I mean Kirby is his Kirby is his baby. Um and and so so that's a lot of weight to place on the shoulders of whoever is pitching the uh, our guest who is pitching the Kirby adaptation today. Um, Do you think we should just go into it? Yeah, let's just go into it. All right, let's hear a little bit about Frankie. Choose your character. Frankie McLaughlin was born and raised in Sacramento, California, before moving to New York City. Yes, just like Lady Bird, without the hurling herself out of her mom's car part. She went to New York to study acting and producing at NYU's Experimental Theater Wing. 
pre-global apocalypse, she wrote and produced Hashtag Cancelled, an Encore Award-winning 2019 Hollywood Fringe production. As she eagerly waits out the rest of the pandemic, she has adapted Cancelled for the big screen and plays a lot of Animal Crossing. She currently works at Pocket Watch, writing and producing Love, Diana, the mega-popular YouTube show with over 75 million subscribers. I also work for that show. Without further ado, here's Frankie. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I've, I've already had a lot of fun here, and it's just beginning. Frankie, can you technically fire Pete based on how well or poorly this goes? Um, uh, yes, no. I think, <laughs> no, I think, of course we, not. I, think... I do not have that much power slash... Uh, honestly, Pete's like one of my favorite people to work with. I, I genuinely enjoy him so much. So I I personally requested he join the team, actually. What's nice is I just, guys, you don't know, but I edited all those words into her mouth <laughs> right there. I that's, that's one of the best parts about having a podcast is you can just like take out shitty jokes you said. Uh, what, you she, can... what she actually said was she's actually planning on firing Pete already. <laughs> in, yeah. in the works. I just wanted to be on this thing first. Frankie, you said you had, you prepped me already. You said you had a backstory associated with Kirby. Can you illuminate that for us? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I think what I was expecting here is you would ask me something like, Hey, Frankie, you know, tell me your experience with Kirby Dreamland. Like, how, you know, how, how do you like the game? Do you, do you play it? And I would say something like, no, Pete, I've never played the game. I can do, we can still do that. We can go back and get. No, I like, I like that she's telling you how to do the podcast. Yeah, I mean, you know, she, she's taught me so much about how I do stuff at work. So like, this is, this is a part of that. No, I love it. It's such a good dynamic. But, but so pretty much, um, Pete, you had come to me like, I, I want to say like almost two months ago at this point, and you said, you know, what's your what's your favorite Super Smash character? And I said King DDD, obviously, because those moves, except for the down move, like you kind of just force yourself to fall off the cliff with that one. I don't know, if you guys. Go oh yeah, there's a recovery attempt. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's how I lose all my lives. But I always go with King DDD. He's a powerful, good, strong choice, and so I think that's how I ended up getting Kirby Dreamland. Which has been interesting for me because I play a lot of the Mario games, but I actually have never played Dreamland and I considered playing it for this. And then I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to wing it. So I wrote up a whole pitch for you guys as if Kirby was the son of Jeffrey Dahmer. And, you know, pretty much, <laughs> pretty, pretty much going solely off the fact that the only thing I know about Kirby is that he eats other characters in the game and then he can like take on their powers. So I was like, Great, Jeffrey Dahmer's son, we're going in. And then I decided to look up some fun facts about Kirby and I was like, oh God, I better, I better pivot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have something very 180, which actually matches my personal personality a lot more. And I'm very excited to share it with you. So for the record, Kirby is is not the son of Jeffrey Dahmer in this pitch? No, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. Kirby is the son of someone just as toxic, but actually a lot more um, fun, I think. Okay. Interesting. Is, is there any original Dahmer DNA still in <laughs> I mean, possibly. And it's, it's only because, you know, it, he might not be Dahmer's son, but he could be OJ's. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> 
Bro, what? <laughs> what? For the first time on the cast, I am speechless. <laughs> I mean, not knowing anything beyond that, if I just take that at face value, which I guess I have to, it makes sense why he has so many enemies, right? Right. <laughs> just, I have to, just to all the people that pitched to the show, the balls on some of them. Like, <laughs> last week we had the JFK assassination in there, and now yep. we got OJ. We're really going down the line of just major cultural events. Right. I think, well, I mean, and we've talked about this before with, I think, because Gabby's pitch included um, World War II. Um, we've talked about this before where, I mean, if, if, if the Smash Brothers existed in our universe, it would make sense that they would have their, their fingerprints all over history. history. Of yeah, course. <laughs> that, that just that just makes sense. History is written by the victors and <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Frankie, was there a challenge writing for Kirby who doesn't talk at all, like and, and kind kind of has a personality? Like what? How did that go? Uh, oh, well, didn't know Kirby doesn't talk. That's too <laughs> <laughs> Kirby does talk now. That's okay. Okay, so. Yes, there was some challenge. I think most of the challenge I experienced was just like the, the challenge that I experienced as a writer in general, which was like, you know, oh, oh God, are they going to like this? Am I going too far in one direction? Like, you know, and, and to all the writers out there listening to this, I personally say just go for it, you know? And I, uh, that's what I'm here to do today, guys. That's great advice. Um, I remember Michael, who did the Mario pitch, had something similar to say, like, you can tell when writing is aware of itself, when it's, like, self-conscious and tries to justify its existence. So sometimes you just have to go for it. You just have to really yeah. lean yeah. into that idea. I love when this show is a podcast about the writing process. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> I love writing. I love, the, I love the, the mechanics of it. Absolutely. I have a I have a logistical question about Kirby that has it's long um, vexed me, and that is, in in your adaptation, is Kirby, what does he look like? Is he is he CGI animated? Is he live action? Is he is he how, how does it how does it work? What's he gonna okay, look like? Okay, so I'm glad we're talking about this. I did go for a live action version of Kirby, and I imagined I imagined you know Kirby's. Kirby's a little exhausted of being Kirby. He's been Kirby for 20 years now. He has been at your beck and call, just entertaining the shit out of everyone. And he's, you know, kind of taking a step back in life and going, is this what I want? Is this who I want to be? Or do I like, you know, do I want to cut my hair and dye it blonde and, you know, move across the country, maybe sing songs about marijuana? I don't know. But I think I, you know, yeah. So that's, Kirby is kind of like, you know, exploring his identity right now. He's kind of a rebel. He's older. Do we have a wrinkly, yeah, right. wrinkly Wait, Kirby? Stop right there. <laughs> We're getting into story territory. So That's maybe true. we should just break the story. Yeah. And just get it started. Yeah. Let's let it, let's, let, let's, let's let her start the story and then the questions will come organically, I think. Let's go ahead and break the story. Right, Frankie, take it away, please. <laughs> Okay, so this pitch is called Kirby Kardashian, the seventh Kardashian, a spin-off Kardashian reality TV show produced by Ryan Seacrest and Kris Jenner. 
Cause we never get to spend time with each other. He's the least exciting to look at. Like he's, I think he's bipolar. And I showed Mario. <laughs> Best child in the world. Kirby! No, I invented the word. Fire! What the f*** are you doing here? You're just like a whore. It's a tramp. Welcome to the family. Oh, no. <laughs> I wish you guys could see their faces. They're, they are not ready to sit through an hour. of. I have already questions. I have already questions. Okay. No. Yeah, let's hear them. Okay. So, um, first and foremost, Kirby is, what you're telling me is, is Kirby the biological child of uh, Chris and Robert Kardashian? Maybe. Okay. You, okay. He's definitely the child of Chris, but is it? Oh, OJ? gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. We okay. Don't, we don't, yeah, we don't... that was a joke I was making earlier. Now I'm being really honest. I see. Interesting. 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 Okay. okay. But yes, yes. In this adaptation, he is the son of Chris Jenner. Okay. And where does he come in the birth order compared to the other Kardashians <laughs> slash uh, Jenners? I think he's the youngest. Because, you know, the youngest always gets it all. So when does that put his birth year around? I would put him in, in 1998. Because Kylie's 97. Okay, right. Okay. Because I know Kendall's a little older than us. And um, who's the other one? Uh, Kylie. Kylie. Kylie's younger. Kylie's. Okay. So they'd have, she'd have, Kirby would have to be younger than Kylie. So like. So he's born like 99, 2000-ish? Yeah. Around there, I'd say. Gen Z for sure. He's yeah. a, he's a Gen Z. He just joined his first frat party or his frat wow. house. Okay, yeah. So like when I get a Snapchat, I get like, you know, one Snapchat at a time. He gets like 30 Snapchats at a time. So <laughs> it's just right. a different world. Right. So when so when Kirby inevitably joins the Smash Brothers, that's like those are like that's like his frat those are like his frat bros. We for can him, make you know? yeah, like, he's kinda like the Spider-Man. <laughs> like, you know how in the new Marvel, like they make Spider-Man, they just make a lot of kid jokes. Like he's like, What's Empire Strikes Back? That old movie? Like Right. We can just make a lot of young people jokes. <laughs> well, that makes Kirby. sense because... Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm laughing. Oh, um, Well, I said it, it, it makes sense because Kirby is, at least in early Kirby lore, he's treated like a... Like, they just refer to him as a little kid. He's, he's baby. Just, he's just... He's baby. He's baby. He is baby. He can do no wrong, even though he's just... He's a disaster right now. Chris is just taking care of him. Like, <laughs> man. He's a mess. Okay. So, when you're pitching this, I'm wondering... Are you going like, to be pitching the concept of the show itself? Or are you going to be like taking us through like a season of this show? What were you thinking? Um, You know, originally when I started writing this, I thought I would take you through just the pilot episode. But I'm thinking what happens with this. The pilot episode, it, it never makes it to series. I think they just, they're like, yeah, this was a lot of fun. But unfortunately, uh, this can't be a full show. I don't think you guys have enough content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what happened to Rob Kardashian. It's really. a one-off. <laughs> it's a one-off. <laughs> um, it's famous though. It didn't. It didn't go to series, but we incorporated him into the Smash Brothers universe. I was just about to ask because Rob already is sort of like the black sheep of that family. He lost a bunch yeah. of weight, and he's kind of having a comeback right now. Is he the new Rob, or is he just the Kirby of the Kardashians? I, I think he's his own entity. I mean, uh, you know, Rob. Personally, I think he's experiencing a lot of success, especially with the sock line. So I think we should, you know, let, let him have his own journey. Right. Okay, I'm right. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm now becoming increasingly worried that I don't know enough about the Kardashian family to keep up here. I thought Rob was OJ's lawyer. 
No, 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 no. That's a, that's a that's son. Rob and the dad. Rob's the dad. And then there's a son, Rob. There's oh, there's two, two Robs? two Robs. So there's the David Fuck Schwimmer me. Rob. Yeah, David Schwimmer Rob. That's and what I'm thinking. Loved yeah. that, by the way. Loved that. I think yeah. it's so good. Will Dave Schwimmer be reprising his role in this? <laughs> yeah. in this? Will, will he still be like talking about OJ in like the past tense, calling him juice? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, and maybe if it makes it a series, we'll have some time to get into Kirby's, you know, uh, father. <laughs> Okay, so we open on the pilot, which is uh, season one, episode one, Kirby's career nearly over. <laughs> what does he do? Uh, Kirby, Kirby is a pop star. Um, he's a big, famous pop star. He had his, his days on Disney Channel. Um, he had a great show on Disney Channel called Pop Star Planet. Oh, and, so um, good. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I, I mean, he saw a lot of success in his day. I mean, think about... He's comparable to Hannah Montana, uh, where it was just like, every, no matter where you were, everyone knew his name. He experienced such fame and fortune at a young age that now he's in this place where he's like, I don't really know who I am, man. Am I Miley or am I Hannah? I don't know. You know, it's funny because I've never seen Kirby tackle, like anyone tackle a Kirby story about him having an identity crisis. But if you think about it, Kirby should have an identity crisis. All we see is him copying he other people. He does not know who he is. He's That's a great yeah. point. He's the epitome of imposter syndrome. He just, he's constantly, st- <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, you know <laughs> what, I'm just going to sign off on what you guys said. Yeah. <laughs> so, a live action, washed up, 20-something pop star, Kirby, stumbles into Dreamland Recording Studios. He is completely hungover. He falls face down into the couch while eating a Big Mac. It's like nine o'clock in the morning and McDonald's is still serving the breakfast menu at that time. We don't even know how he got this Big Mac, but he has it. (laughs) And, you know, he burps, he snores, and then he's out. So cameras are there today to film Kirby. After all, this is his reality TV show. So they kind of have to improvise in this moment, right? So we get some talking heads of some people around the studio. Um, first, we hear from Chef Kawasaki, and he is Kirby's personal chef and nutritionist. Well, kind of. Uh, I'm not a chef in a technical sense. Uh, what I do is a lot of sitting in drive throughs navigating menus. Did you know that a McDonald's, a double cheeseburger, and a McDouble are the same or a sandwich, but one of them is a dollar cheaper? That extra dollar, that goes right in my pocket. This pitch, it really hits home for me because... Not a lot of people that I think that I've known since high school know this about me, but in high school I was a McDonald's fiend. I believe that. Still am. Yeah, it, I I eventually had to stop because I was just eating too much McDonald's. I, I graduated to Taco Bell because I was I became a Taco Bell fiend in in, in college. What was but, your order? Well, a, a Big Mac for the longest time, but then I switched to I did I I, I found a new love of the fillet of fish senior year of high school, and I switched my order up to the fillet of fish and then a quarter pounder, and I got both those things, <laughs> and I would normally down it with a milkshake. <laughs> Dude, you're Kirby. <laughs> Dude, you are Kirby. But I also I gotta say I couldn't relate more to this. My like daily struggle is Taco Bell or McDonald's. Like it's it's genuinely a question I ask myself once a day. So I I think this pitch is for you, and you'll see why when we get to the end. <laughs> okay, one more question about Kirby himself: Does he still like have his powers? Like, can he like inhale a bunch of stuff, or does he just is he a pink blob still? Like, what? 
How much it how much right. like Kirby Or was that like a was that a part of like the Disney Channel show? Like he doesn't actually have any yeah, powers, yeah. but that was like part of his show. You know, I, yeah, let's go with that. I like that a lot. I think it's like <laughs> that fun. was part of his Disney Channel show. And I also think it's like you see some of that today, like when he's eating the Big Mac, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> It's nine AM, Kirby. <laughs> So the show's based around his personality, and they knew exactly what to like blow up and elevate. Do they? Do the Kardashians treat him like he's a normal kid? Or are they like, why does he look like that? Why is he a big ball? I didn't know if like could it be a thing where like, or is he just like an unquestioned like, yeah, he's human. Like, maybe he's he was, one of us. Maybe he's like a really ugly baby, and they're just like, we have to get plastic surgery on this baby. Right oh, away. do you and think he it, looks like that because of pla- they like yeah, messed him up? He's just like one giant lip filler. <laughs> Oh. Wait, that would make he sense. He just is yeah. the lips. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he looks like that. Oh, no. Okay. So our next talking head is Gooey, and he introduces himself. He's Kirby's longest friend. I mean, think like Malika to Khloe Kardashian, but a, a lot less together. I mean, we all know Gooey's a little bit. Yeah, man. I'm Kirby's boy. Like, we do everything together. Like, laundry... Like, like, uh, like drying laundry, like, uh, like folding clothes, man, and like, uh, like folding clothes again since I didn't do it right the first time. Like, he's cool, man. I don't know. He's great. We go back. He calls me G Money, ironically, because I've got no money. You know, crazy K. <laughs> Your laundry's done. Yeah, for, for, for people who haven't played the games, Gooey is a character who shows up first, I think, in Kirby's Dreamland 2. And he's a he's made of the same material as one of the main antagonists, Dark Matter, but he's somehow developed a conscience and decides to work with Kirby. And he's got like this venom tongue that is doing all sorts of crazy things, and he's kind of creepy looking, but he's he basically looks like a slime from Dragon Quest, but with a really long yeah, tongue. Yeah, but right now he's Kirby's homie. Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't, does he, he doesn't have much of a, like, say in in his activity, right? It's pretty much just you being like, all right, Gooey, go. Yeah, no, yeah, you, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, you can, I think in Kirby's Dreamland 3, you can, like, activate Gooey and he'll help you out. But it's just, like, he'll he'll just do stuff, yeah. Is he, like, he's, like, Gooey, Gooey, he's, like, Gooey, he's kind of, he's, he's very much similar it? to Gooey in that oh, regard. Gooey, yeah. yeah. Okay, so something uh, very important you should know about Gooey. He is Kirby's sober companion these days, but I mean, he's he's just doing a terrible job because he's he's very easily fooled. You know, he he doesn't notice. You're crazy for this one, Kirby. How can one person love apple juice that and much? And so during this talking head, he kind of he starts talking about this fishing trip that he went on with Kirby, and and the producers are like, "This is horrible TV. Turn this off. But cut him off. <laughs> Get him off the screen." So then. Chris Jenner comes on and we talked to Chris Jenner um for a while and she kind of is like, you know, I, I want to apologize for Gooey. He's he's a little bit directionless. <laughs> but, you know, he really cares about Kirby and anyone who's a friend of the Car Jenner clan is family to me, so I oh, I take care of Gooey too. And so she walks us through some of, you know, Kirby's good old days, like, you know, the height of his fame when he had his show on Disney Channel, playing a pop star. Kirby, 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 the day. Kirby, 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 he's here to stay. 
And um, it was a leading show in children's entertainment before Kirby kind of fell off the rails. And the success of this show led to the signing with Dreamland Entertainment. And after a few platinum records, Kirby's gotten kind of bored and really rebellious. And Chris Jenner in this moment says, like, specifically, I do not want to talk about the naked music video he did with that wrecking ball. It's in the past now. <laughs> ah. Interesting. So he's, he's filling. <laughs> okay, so it's There's, Miley which, mixed with Kardashian right now. It seems like it. So, so, so Kirby was a music or is a musical artist at this point. Um, has he has he done work with Kanye? Because they are part of the same family? I mean... Oh, I see what you're saying. I think that's interesting. I, I'm glad you brought this up. It's something I haven't thought about too much, but... And we haven't really gotten there yet, so this could be a spoiler, but to me... Listen, I've been listening to Fearless, Taylor Swift's version, all day today. It was a very big, uh, important thing leading me to the end of my week. And uh, I got a very serious, deep hate for Scooter Braun, which also means I have got a very serious, deep hate for Kanye West. But I love the Kardashians, so I'm torn, you know? It's like, I like Ye because he likes Kim, although I don't like Ye anymore because of the divorce. And, you know, we don't have to get too much into this. Absolutely. Okay, is the show taking place pre- or post-divorce? Only because I think all of the Kardashians kind of have like their own sort of cycles, like Courtney, because there's like the Courtney and the who's the guy with the beard? Scott. There's the Courtney and Scott era. Lord Disick. Uh, Chloe. Chloe now looks completely different than she did two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Was Tristan Thompson ever like a part of the show? I'm a big I'm a big Cleveland Cavaliers fan, so I know Tristan Thompson, but I don't know if he was like on the He's- show. He's been a big part of season 20. So if you're a Cavaliers fan, I'd tune in. (laughs) (laughs) There's some good episodes. The first episode I ever watched was the one where Kim is on like her honeymoon with um, Chris. Who's that? Chris Humphreys? Is that? Yeah, that was the guy she was engaged to for like 70 days. And like she like lost her earring on the beach and she like freaked out. I'd say I'd say there's some internal family beef beef between Kirby and Kanye and I I think it's like it's one of those things that Chris Jenner is just like I don't know I don't want to talk about it I love everyone and Chris Jenner behind the scenes is like probably talking shit about everyone with everyone is that know? is that Chris Jenner's role on the show is she like the the caregiver that's just trying to hold everyone together is that kind of the role she plays or is she she's not like a drama stirrer she's trying to keep the family together I think it's both it's like I mean, as as the producer of the show as well, she's looking for the best content. And that kind of means like throwing your daughters under the rug. That's, that's fair enough. Like. That's fair enough. That's why but she, she wants to but she wants to preserve her own image yeah. too. That's right, why she right? hates yeah. Gooey. Gooey's bad TV. <laughs> Get him off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that that of all of all of Chris's children she chose to give kirby the a spin-off first kirby, well, kirby's everyone, the first kid to get a spin-off that's not, here, right? no, that's not true has everyone spin-off. has a spin-off you what really revenge. yeah you have courtney and chloe take miami you have um god what is it revenge body no there's like there's there's one season all about kylie and they got rid of that one because she just the whole time was like yeah and they were like Ryan Seacrest was like I'm not putting my money in this (laughs) I don't know if that's what happened I'm just assuming that's what happened what's Kirby's relationship with every member of the family (laughs) I mean I I think you know Kirby 
Kirby's experienced some massive success. Let's also put it this way. Kirby's like the only one with actual talent. Like, you know, he can sing. He can act. And I think that the other Kardashians are a little bit jealous of this. They're also kind of like, well, you wouldn't exist exist if it weren't for me. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) My headcanon is that in in our universe, Kirby is the one who offered the Coke to the cops. (laughs) (laughs) The Pepsi. Yeah, the Pepsi. (laughs) That fits Kirby's vibe. (laughs) So where are we? Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright introduce themselves again as the next talking heads. But mind you, this whole time, Kirby's asleep. He ate his Big Mac at 9 a.m. He's been passed out the whole time. So Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright, they are Kirby's music producers and the brains behind, you know, Kirby's entire persona at this point. Like, Kirby would not be if it weren't for Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright. And they're a literal sun and moon is what they are. If you're if you're looking for, like, just an image of what to have in your head for them, they're just a sun and a moon. Uh, his name's Shine, I'm Bright, uh, which is funny because I, I feel like I'm more bright and he's, he's, uh, he's more shine. <laughs> so. uh, you know, I, I've always said that... Uh, to shine is to be human, and that's what music does, ultimately. What's been Kirby's biggest struggle so far that he's overcome? I just don't think he knows how amazing he is. I don't think he knows. Uh, I did At first, he didn't know what the microphone did, and he tried to take a bite out of it. But once, once we got him singing, he really had something special. Absolutely brilliant. There you go. I mean, good cop, bad cop. I actually have that written down. <laughs> <laughs> um... So they're really trying to get what they want out of Kirby, but lately he's been impossible to work with. I mean, he's always late. All he does is vape and cough, and, and like that doesn't make for a good song, you know? And they're pretty positive he's like putting vodka in his water bottles these days. So keeping Kirby at the label is costing them a lot of money, and they need a new source of revenue fast. Kirby wakes up. And he finally introduces himself. He is exactly as everyone's been describing, a complete mess, totally lost in life, but unbelievably lovable. What's life like for you these days? A series of disappointments. Uh, I mean, everything was great until it wasn't. And I think that's mostly due to the faults of other people as, uh, I'm acutely aware of everything that's wrong with me. And, uh, other people just seem to be like the wang off jerks. And it's just really bumming me out. Do you miss your pop star days? You know, um, I don't miss them because they haven't ended. Uh, I'm in a trough, but, uh, a peak is coming. Uh, And he yells off screen to Chris that he's sick of this shit and he wants to join Courtney and Chloe in taking Miami. How would you respond to the claims that you are no longer the cutest pink puffball on the planet? I just think that's got to be exaggerated Uh, in terms of, you know, I've seen green puffballs. I've seen yellow puffballs. I've seen red puffballs. And honestly, all pieces of shit compared to where I hang above the stars. Any person has things that you should look up to and things you shouldn't look up to. And that's just a part of life. And that's part that's part of that's the Kirby way. What does Kirby sound like? Does he have like, does he sound like, get this shit out of my face? Or like, does he still sound like a kid? He's like, get this shit out of my face. Like, like, or is it the, like, what does he sound it's like? It's so interesting you ask this. I will take it back for you. And then just let me get to the end because I think you're going to love it. And I'm glad you asked. So 
Kirby yells off screen to Chris that he's sick of this shit and he wants to join Courtney and Chloe and take in Miami. Chris kind of laughs it off, ignoring the request, and Kirby begins to get agitated and he adopts kind of like a Russell brand British accent. And Chris, <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris is like, what is going on? You're from Calabasas. <laughs> this is Kirby, baby. <laughs> And Kirby, now fully irked, gets up. He calls to Gooey. Let's see how good my British accent is here. <laughs> Come on, Gooey, we're going to Miami. <laughs> Get him to the Kirby. That's <laughs> Get him to the Kirby. Get him to the DDD. So they go to Miami. Chris Jenner kind of runs after them, realizing like, oh, Kirby's going to be in Miami. Chloe's in Miami. Courtney's in Miami. I got to get to Miami. <laughs> I don't want to miss the party. So, like, wait, I thought we had a recording session today. What's going on here? And Mr. Shine, Mr. Bray, and Chef Kawasaki are left in the recording studio alone. And mind you, they really need to figure out how to make some money. And, and Kirby's clearly not a source of revenue at this point. He's probably already has cocaine like down his nose and it's been like three seconds since he left (laughs) so they all get into a conversation about the future of dreamland entertainment and their lack of profits and mr bright comes up with this idea well hey maybe we can sell the masters from kirby's previous platinum records to an unsuspecting buyer King DDD. Oh, there it is. There it is. Chef Kawasaki is eating an ant on a log when he chokes because this idea is that evil. <laughs> they decide this is our only practical option. So they, they make a call to King DDD. King DDD, who is at this point a Scooter Braun inspired asswipe, answers the phone. Hello, DDD here. Me and my hammer and such. And, and agrees to purchase the masters for one billion dollars. That's Jeff Bezos' money. Sweet. <laughs> okay, I have questions about King DDD. <laughs> Is he still a penguin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. He's a very fat penguin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um. <laughs> Do you want to know what he plans on doing with Kirby's masters? What does he yes, plan? Please. Yes, uh, absolutely, I do. He's he's gonna perform them for himself at the Holly Peep Bowl. That asshole! <laughs> that fucking greedy son of a bitch! <laughs> Get it? Like Hollywood Holly, Holly Peep, Peep Penguin Peep. Yep. <laughs> that was literally the only thing my boyfriend laughed at when I pitched it to him. So I thought, <laughs> um, did he have a role in? Was he? Does he have a previous relationship with Kirby, I guess is what I'm asking. Did he have a role in the TV show or are they unacquainted at this point? Um, you know, this is the pilot of the TV show. So, <laughs> um, they haven't met. I think it's like, it's clear that this is someone that should not have these. Like, you know, they have a, a seedy history. Sure. They have but Jeff Bezos money somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So like a collector. So we're like how... What I'm picturing right now is like, remember how Michael Jackson owned the Beatles? The Beatles right, for a little bit, yeah, like, like that. I'm like just like someone who just like takes it away from other people. Yeah, which yeah. is straight up King Dedede. That's a great characterization. That's of it. exactly what King Dedede does. But like, yeah, in the games he does it with food, but here he's doing it with music. It's but it's the same. It's the same core good. of the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And that's exactly what Scooter Braun did to Taylor Swift. I hate <laughs> Scooter Braun. Mm. So the deal is done. Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright decide to hit the Chateau Marmont for some celebratory champagne. I mean, after all, they rich, rich now. So they leave. And <laughs> Chef is like, I got to call Chris. <laughs> so Chris, Kirby, and Gooey are on a private jet en route to Miami when Chef calls in. And he explains the sinister going-ons that just occurred in the Dreamland recording studio and Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright's deal with King Dedede involving Kirby's lifelong music library. Chris is like, what? Pilot, turn this private jet around. I said, turn it around. (laughs) (laughs) And and so the plane turns around. I mean, at this point, they're probably only over Nevada. Like, really, it's not that big a deal. Turn around. And Chris tells Chef on the phone to make sure to rent a Bentley and come pick them up at the airport. And Chef's like, well, wait, uh, I'm a chef. You know, I don't I don't dabble with Bentleys. And Chris is like, OK, get the Bentley and some McDonald's and we'll see you at the airport. It's <laughs> a very minimal detail of the story, but it feels important to me. Don't mess with Chris. Uh, that's, that's, what, that's, that's what that's saying. Chris yeah. is the matriarch for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what that was. Suddenly, an alarm in the plane goes off, and the pilot comes on over the intercom and explains that the plane is about to make an emergency landing. So, Chris has another talking head during all this commotion, and she basically says, Haha, another day in paradise, which is kind of a callback to a funny tweet I read earlier today. The, the tweet was basically something along the lines of, like, you can tell someone's pretty much ready to die when their response to how are you is another day in paradise. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that is really funny. (laughs) Another day in paradise. Okay. Anyways, the plane lands in the Sand Canyon and Chris, Kirby, and Gooey exit the aircraft. Kirby screams in distraught. He reads a headline out loud. King Dedede is to perform stolen Kirby music tonight at the Holly People. (sighs) Kirby keeps trying to send out an accusatory subtweet at King DDD, but it's not sending. <laughs> how active? How active is Kirby on Twitter? Mm. He's very active. It's like all day long. It's nonstop. It's like it's like share on Twitter where you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why'd you okay. tweet that? Or like, or like Dion Warwick. Yes, yes. But some of it's also like nonsensical, right? Like where you're just like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like Jaden Smith, okay? maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where they're just like, I, I can't even think of something funny on the spot. Forget it. Let, let's, let's just lean in. <laughs> um, okay, so Kirby's trying to send out this tweet, trying to get the rest of the world to know, like, I am not okay with this right now. and But it's not sending. And someone taps Kirby on the shoulder, and he turns around frightened, and guess what? It's Professor Hector. <laughs> so Professor Hector... <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character <laughs> is that your favorite character it's not really but he's, <laughs> he's a character that no one knows about but i always i've talked about him like on every episode of the podcast so far <laughs> really yeah, he's a character well, this, that like doesn't this exist. This for you, Simon. He doesn't exist outside of this one game that came out in 1986. Like, <laughs> and 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 yeah, I I think about him always. I love it when people do Wait. the research. 
I don't even know how he ended up in this then. I think I was just looking for somewhere for the plane to land. And it was like, you know, Professor Hector in the Sand Canyon. And I was like, perfect. I'm leaning in. Right well, now. I think I think if you listen to We Fit, he he's features prominently in the We Fit episode. So that might be where he came from. But he, oh, he, he, okay. is, he is only in the game Gyromite, which required the Rob peripheral for the <laughs> NES to play. So no one's played it. Um yeah. <laughs> okay, so Professor Hector is here. <laughs> Professor Hector is here. He has been living in the Sand Canyon for God knows how long. You're a professor? Yeah, I am. What kind of professor? From the school of hard knocks, all right? I got my degree from 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 Dr. The Street, and I and I and I learned a thing or two about making robots. And the best robot parts are out here, and that's just something I know, maybe you do. And Professor Hector takes the phone out of Kirby's hand. You know, he's here to be like the geek squad for Kirby. Like, I'll, I'll fix it. I'll get that tweet sent. And he examines it. He, you know, blows into the headphone jack. Why is there a headphone jack? It's 2021. I've been out here for 20 fucking years. I don't know what a phone is. Throws it off into the distance, and he says, this, this is garbage. And Kirby's like... <laughs> Kirby does a confessional at this moment. It's like, I don't know who the fuck that guy was, but that that was the rudest shit I have ever experienced. And it's important to note for people who haven't been keeping up with our continuity that we did make Professor Hector the father of the Wii Fit trainer in the Wii Fit episode. So it's all connected. Yeah, yeah. I also like that this takes place in the real world and it's 2021. So 10 years after the events of Mario. So the timeline's still More than that. Sorry, you're right. 11 years. 11 years after the events of Mario. We don't know. We Fit just took... Sophie just said We Fit took place in modern time. We'll, okay. we'll get into this when we okay, get into continuity. But for people still wondering who professed, who this rude guy that just chucked uh, Kirby's phone is, it's that's We Fit Trainer's dad. Angela, the We Fit it, Trainer. And you know, it kind of makes sense. He sounds a bit intimidated by the newer technologies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, he was hula hooping on a white little stand. <laughs> Like the rest of us. So then Professor Hector tells Kirby and the gang to start digging. And they're like, what? No. (laughs) Dig where? And so they start searching around the Sand Canyon and they come across some very weird robotic parts. And, you know, Kirby, Kirby doesn't work like this. Listen, like these are not his work conditions. He's not happy right now. And he really needs to get back to L.A. because he has to get his music back. So Kirby stops for a second and he's deep in this epiphany where he's like, yo, for once in my life, I actually care about something like this is amazing. Uh, You know, I've been feeling really down for a while and I couldn't find my stride or my passion. Like, here I am. Like, get me back to L.A. I want to sing my songs. I need to get my songs back from King Dedede. It's it's a really inspiring moment. So they start collecting these random robot parts when suddenly Rob comes to life. Oh, oh man. Our daughter got to Well, we're going to have a lot to talk about for so continuity. You're really setting us, you're giving us so much gifts, so many gifts right now. Oh, yeah. You're very welcome. I, I hope that the Kardashians, you know, make it into it as well. <laughs> well, I have a question. I have actually have a question about Rob. Is he named after Rob Kardashian? Is that who they name him after? <gasps> Shut up. Oh, my God. Okay, so this was not previously thought of, but I feel like this is something we should be talking about right this second. It's like, 
Listen, Chris was pretty disappointed in the sock line. I mean, it was a big embarrassment for them. They do makeup. They do spanks. You know, they do perfume, not socks. (laughs) So they turned Rob into a robot. And that's so funny because later on I have Chris leaving Rob out. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that Rob Kardashian Jr.'s consciousness is literally uploaded into yes. Rob? <laughs> that's so funny. That's the funniest now shit I'm I've thinking, ever heard. Yes. Now I'm thinking about Subspace Emissary from Super Smash Bros. Brawl. And his tragic story. Well, Rob has such a prominent role in that story right. mode. And he has the a tragic villain. story where he's like the villain. And it's but the idea that it could be Rob, Rob Kardashian, Kardashian. <laughs> the whole time is so funny. <laughs> How is Rob? What is Rob like in a robot body? Is he vengeful or is he just like, this is me now? Yeah, I mean, I think he exists the same way he does now, which is pretty much like, you know, I could be here, I could not. It doesn't matter to anyone. Such a Rob thing to do. Mm -hmm. So Rob comes to life and Kirby is like, yes, finally, something I can tweet with. And, you know, Rob's like, what is Twitter? (laughs) But Rob, Rob figures it out. He agrees to tweet for Kirby and Kirby pretty much says, look what you made me do. This is a subtweet at King DDD, not Kanye, for your information. And, you know, satisfaction and a glimmer of hope fills Kirby's eyes. It's the first time the audience thinks, hey, this kid might just have it in him. So so Kirby's Kirby's a little bit inspired by Taylor Swift here as well. Oh, absolutely. I, and I can't help it. I mean, I've personally been inspired by Taylor Swift for at least 16 years now. And this this Scooter Braun stuff has really eaten away at me personally. I, Taylor Swift comes to me in my dreams. I do believe we're friends. Like, it's really hard for me when I DM her and she doesn't respond because it's like, Taylor, what do you mean? Like, we talk all the time. So, but what 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 that potentially hints to me at, and we'll talk about this for continuity approaching in, in a potential sequel to this story, Kirby's Folklore era is coming up. Kirby has a bunch of eras. He's got <laughs> yeah. the red era. Too. Yeah. He's got the, I mean. Well, what era of Kirby are we in? Well, okay, you're right. This, look, we're, we're in the, Kirby's in reputation. He's on he's reputation. He's in reputation right, right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. He's already, Definitely, I think right. red, red, the red era Red's and the, the 1989 right. era, that was like, he was right. like on the top it's of past. his game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are his platinum records. Like he's at the point where he's like, I don't owe shit to no one. Like I'm going to make the most like not me thing I can make. Yeah, but he's about to go all like folk sad boy with like folklore and and what what was the second one that she did just this year? She did two in the last folklore year. Folklore Evermore. 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 Yeah. yeah, he's 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 about to go. He's about to go through an era. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's about to hit actually his peak in life. He just doesn't even know it yet. He currently is like, I don't even I don't even know if life's worth doing. But and not not in like a suicidal way, just in like a you know what's the point? What's I I have everything I could ever want in life. Like what's it? What's this whole thing about anyways? Just like the real ass depression, depersonalization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the gang is kind of trying to figure out like, okay, we're stuck in the Sand Canyon. All we have is Rob the robot with us, and like, great, he can tweet, but you know, <laughs> great, where are we going? <laughs> great. So, suddenly, just then, Chef Kawasaki rolls up in the Bentley with the Happy Meals. Thank Yeezy. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the catchphrase. Everyone says it in yeah. the show. It's like, <laughs> they get like a million dollars every time they say it. Yeah. yeah. Think it's, it's that in Bible. <laughs> <laughs> like on the posters that are like all over like the subway, like in, yeah, in yeah, New York. Yeah. It's like yeah, in big letters on the... Uh... <laughs> So Chris, Kirby, and Gooey all hop in the Bentley, and Rob tries to join, and they're all like, sorry, no room, man, we'll catch you later. It's, I mean, there's clearly room. There's only four of them, and I'm pretty sure Bentley has at least five seats, right? So Chris, Chris in her confessional says, yeah, I, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> so they have a very long road trip ahead of them, so we just, oh yeah, we're not going to stick with them through this. We're just going to cut to the good parts. So we roll up into the Hollywood Hills, and we enter the Holly Peep Bowl. All right, all right. Kind of like, you know, Matthew McConaughey would say, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> So their car gets stopped by a security guard who, do you guys want to guess who the security guard is? Let's just, let's see, you know, what character's left? Uh, there's Bandana D. It's got to be Meta Knight. Meta, Meta Could Meta be Knight Bandana D. D. It's Meta Knight! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! My second favorite character, by the way. So it, it's interesting that you guys brought up that, that Kirby has the best bosses because those are also some of the best characters on Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Kirby bosses, so it's pretty, yes. You know. mm-hmm. Meta Knight. Meta Knight's is, he's very cool. Meta Knight is known for Super Smash Brothers Brawl is known as a broken game. Yeah, because Meta Knight is the most powerful. Yeah, character. he Metal Knight single handedly yeah. ruins Super Smash Brothers Brawl because he's too good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's he doesn't like fall off the cliff when he hits the down button. He can like take anyone out left or right. You know, I think he even has a pretty good up feature too, right? Yeah, yep. he's, he's he can gl- he can glide all over. He's, he's just fast. like he's just, he's he's just fast. fast. That explains why that's the only character my brother picks. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Okay, just throw more shade at him. <laughs> yeah, Louie, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I don't know. I love you. He's the Rob of their family. Aww, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Louis is the Rob of my family. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> All right. So, by the way, we're in Act 3. I just want to let you guys know. So, so Chef tells everyone to just play it cool as, as we're approaching, you know, the security guard Meta Knight. So, Chef's, like, calming everyone down. He's, like, doubling as a security guard at this point. Like, no one pays him to do this, but he's just doing it. And he rolls down his window. He's like, hey, bud, you know, we're here for the concert. We're here for the concert. And Meta Knight, you know, recognizes them right away. I mean, they're not doing much to disguise themselves at this point. And right before a big fight breaks out, Kirby rolls down his backseat window and he spits on Meta Knight. And they drive off. (laughs) (laughs) And they out. (laughs) It'd be even funnier. I kind of wish, like, if I could revise this a little bit. Rob came with them, and Kirby sucked up Rob and shot it at Meta Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so then, for some reason, the producers are like, let's talk to Meta Knight. So we have a a talking head with Meta Knight, and he's basically like, Hi, I'm Meta Knight. You like your job? I do not do my job because I like my job. Does it look like I like my job? I do my job because it is my job. Do you ever want to do anything else? I came out to Hollywood with the intention of being an actor. Like many others of my generation, I was inspired by the advent of the moving picture. What kind of movie did you want to be in? I was going to work with the great Michael Bay on his Transformers films. I was to be a Transformer. 
you wanted to be a Transformer? I was going to be a Transformer. I was not going to be like the other actors in the Transformers films where they just voiced a Transformer. I was going to be a Transformer. I was going to be Optimus Prime. What would you... What would you transform... Like, what would your vehicle be? The Metatank. Sigh. And the producers really don't want to harp on this moment because it is very depressing. So you just cut it off. He made it about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like, dude, this isn't your show. Get your own show. So Chris Jenner, Kirby Kardashian, Chef, and Gooey park the car and they start running for the stadium. And the concert has just started. King DDD is performing Kirby's number one hit single, I fly high like a kite. Um, not to- <laughs> is, is, is he any good? I mean, Can he sing? Well, that's in my next line is huh? he's butchering it, the whole uh, thing. Uh. Even, the, even the Waddle Dees, who have zero opinion of their own, are not enjoying it. They are like, <laughs> like audience, I'm covering my ears. So, you know, Kirby's trying to get up there on stage, just steal the microphone, do something, you know? But he cannot get past the Waddle Dees. I mean, they are like Swifties in this scenario. They are vicious. They are like, oh, my God, it's Kirby. There he is. And he cannot get up there. And he's ready to give up and live a life filled with sweet and sour sauce for the rest of his days. Like, this, you know, this is what I was put on this earth to do. It's just Big Mac, sweet, sour. Call it what it is. When suddenly a voice is heard over the sound system. Actually, three voices are heard over the sound system. And the voices all collectively say, Yeah, cellulite, so what? What is happening right now? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys, lean in, lean in. The three gods of our generation bless the stage. Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. (laughs) Kim is leading the pack and she pulls out her checkbook and she's like, how much is it going to cost me to get you guys to stop acting like such total jerk faces? And King DDD is like, I can't be And he eats her. Oh. It's so rude. <laughs> Courtney. And I don't know how much you guys know about Courtney because she's kind of like the forgotten Kardashian at this point. But she has like her new um, like website and it's called Poosh. Do you guys know anything about Poosh? <laughs> no, nothing about Poosh. Okay, Poosh is like her lifestyle website where she just writes articles like... You know, so you want to be celibate. I I mean, she's very weird. She does some weird stuff. So she runs this, like, kind of... It's as bullshit as any of the other Kardashian companies. Is it like Goop? It's just like Goop. That's perfect. (laughs) Honestly, I think Gwyneth Paltrow and Courtney were like, how weird can we be? (laughs) (laughs) Or so weird. Yeah, I love being weird. So Courtney's like, oh, shit, like... As much as this would make a good article for Pooch, I'm just really not digging this vibe. And so she jumps out into the crowd as if she's, like, crowd surfing. And Lord Disick is there, and he attempts to catch her, but fails. It's a big yikes situation. (laughs) So, you know, as we're all expecting... And I could have told you this from the beginning, honestly, but Khloe Kardashian's the one who saves the day. And she roundhouse kicks King DDD in the face. And Kim comes flying out of him. And she is very wet, like she just fell in a pool or something. I don't I don't like the visualization that all of the characters that Kirby and King DDD eat 
over the course of the series come out wet when they, <laughs> <laughs> when they come out. <laughs> wait, wait, Pete, but also when she comes out of King DDD, she goes, or when she comes out of King DDD, she goes, my diamond earring. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry, my diamond earring. <laughs> <laughs> gives King DDD one last kick and he's now passed out completely on the ground. Kirby comes up on stage, he snags that microphone and he sings his little heart out and it is just the most awe-inspiring ending song to any musical journey anyone's ever seen, especially on a reality TV show created by Ryan Seacrest and Kris Jenner. So, <laughs> so the show is over. The Kardashian clan plus Gooey, they all hop in the Bentley and they go to... Simon, do you want to guess where they go? McDonald's! No! Taco Bell! Ah! <laughs> you pulled I mean, one over on, on me. Today was cause for a Crunchwrap celebration. That makes sense. That makes sense. The end. The end. Wow. Wow. I. You know what? I gotta that say... Is- I'm amazed this doesn't go to series. It, it's a really good pilot. Like, if this was a reality <laughs> show and all of that happened, people were getting eaten, eaten, you said? like Maybe they aired it in the wrong time slot. Yeah, maybe it was, like, the wrong channel. Maybe, like, they put it on, like, CBS or something and the old people, like, didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, Sunday at 10, it's just hard to, yeah. hard to work with. Yeah. It's probably what happened. It's probably what happened. But, you know what? The, the beauty of it is that even though it's just a pilot, it tells a really self-contained story. Yeah. And it, you got we got a perfect beginning, middle, end, and, 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 and uh, you know, full circular fashion. Um, is, is Kirby better by the end of this story? Has he, has he solved sort of the life crisis that he was going through? Or is he, is he, is he still struggling with you some know, demons? You know, I think you actually said it best. Like, I, I think that it's this moment in Kirby's life that kind of, that's, this is the birthplace of folklore for him. Mm. It's like, it's just the beginning now. He's like, you know what? This is my passion. This is what I was put on this earth to do. And man, am I going to do it? Like, just the same way Rob did the socks. This is my thing. The final, the final concert, like that in of itself, that was Kirby's lover era, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like, he, what? I mean, Taylor Swift won like eight awards for that within like a week of her releasing like people loved to love her so much and then it was I over that's exactly. your comeback yeah yeah and then yeah and then it was over so fast that was a good summer <laughs> so now i'm thinking like this is such a different characterization of kirby than i was expecting like how does that fit in to like the larger universe i actually think Pretty easily. I actually don't think it's that hard to fit this in. Are we moving into continuity approach? I think we should because we have a lot to talk about. Because we have a lot to talk about. I think what you when you when we talk about where this story fits in in the larger universe, I kind of feel like first and foremost, the universe that this takes place on the same earth as <laughs> That doesn't structurally make sense, but okay. I feel like I feel like we're in the same universe as Greg's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, but there's just like animals. We just have out. animals hanging out alongside people. So I, I think feel that's like right. Yeah, like Greg's took place in Chicago, and I feel like these stories could be taking yeah. place. Yeah, and there was still the same there was time. still like pop culture around. And there's pop culture around. Well, I guess Greg's Greg's movie takes place in the '90s, right? 
So this is the same universe, the same Earth. But 2021. But 2021. Okay. And yeah, and it's just, it's, I think it's, it's important that I think we set aside that Earth as the Earth where there are humans and, and anthropomorphic animals coexisting with one another. Okay. That tracks for me. I think that makes things easy on ourselves. Yes, because because I think it becomes difficult to to do like a uh, a Metal Gear Solid when yeah when there's animals around. So I think we we take the animal we take the anthropomorphic animal universe and we just move that onto its own Earth. I yeah. feel like I have a pitch for Kirby. Yeah, go ahead. For like when we fit him into like Super Smash Brothers stuff. Uh-huh. Because I remember a very distinct episode of Hannah Montana that uh, really stuck with me is the one where she loses her voice and needs to get surgery on her lungs or mm-hmm. else she can't sing again. What if Oh, her- yeah. That one really changed my life too. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Like, it's the one, it's like the first episode of like actual stakes. Like you can feel it. Uh, but I feel like it was the episode where Disney Channel was like, are we letting Miley go? Like, sh- oh. uh, do we just get rid of her voice? <laughs> like, is she the next Rob? <laughs> <laughs> what if Kirby sings so hard at some point he loses his voice and so everyone thinks he's like really cute like in like the Smash <laughs> Brothers thing and like he's just like a cute little blob but he's like he's still the fucking Kardashian he's still like a fucking brat but everyone misunderstands him because all he can go is oh. and all he can do is tweet now. Like that's that would that's actually kind of would be a funny subplot if like in Super Smash Brothers the movie he's like hanging out with all these guys and like saving the universe and they just think he's cute but meanwhile he's, he's on like, Twitter the whole time like sub tweeting the shit out of him like, like he's like who's this fucking this Captain fucking Falcon guy. clown yeah like <laughs> <laughs> do you know what doxing means apparently yeah. someone tweeted my address. that's pretty funny another day in fucking paradise (laughs) that's the first thing he says when he gets his voice back (laughs) frankie you mentioned rob so i feel like we gotta talk about rob here well that complicates things actually to set to set this universe in the universe where they're animals because 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 professor hector is in this universe right and Professor Hector previously shows up in our continuity as We Fit Trainer's father in a New York that is also inhabited by um, Little, Mac, Little Mac, which is also all, and, which is then inhabited by Mario. So is Mario part of the same? Well, I guess Mario is part of the same universe that Sonic is from because at the end of the Sonic movie, there's a there's a headline that says. Uh, the Olympics are coming. So I think I think it teases that. And it would make sense because because in Michael's Mario, he does, in the backstory of that movie, he does feud with Donkey Kong. So here's my pitch for that. Like, maybe we just, we don't have a truly human universe. It's just always just like, there's always some animals. I think there's always some animals sometimes. That way, you know, then we just really wear the shit on our chest. We don't have to worry about it. That's you true. Know? That's true. It, it, will make, it will make the really grounded universes more interesting like metal gear solid metal gear yeah, solid is the only one that's I just think like america of. that's the only um, one i can think of so like that will uh also uh fucking i think fire emblem fire emblem's the other one because that right with metal gear here's my pitch for professor hector uh-huh <laughs> um he's looking for something very much in the same vein as holes he's looking for something in the desert he's mm-hmm. looking for these robot parts mm-hmm. what if so Rob seems to like be a separate entity. What if the robot parts he finds are the parts he's using to build We Fit Trainer? Well, yeah, that could be 
Um, so you're saying We Fit Trainer has not yet come into existence at this point? Yeah. So like, okay. So for some reason in my mind, I had it in alternate that We Fit was had already happened, but I think you're right. I think it's better so, if We Fit Trainer hasn't happened yet. But that sounds like you know Professor Hector. I mean, yes, he's We Fit Trainer's father, but you know by by some technological means, it, it wasn't so much that you know breaking that push and. But she doesn't. She's not aware of that fact. She thinks she's a normal girl. Right. She thinks she's. She thinks she is Hector's biological it kind of daughter. Is. Yeah, and so I think, and and then okay, so that makes sense. So this is she is she a little robot? Yeah, yeah. So so that makes sense. So in this story, we're meeting Professor Hector at the beginning of his journey. Yes, where and, he hasn't yeah. invented Rob, or he's just inventing Rob. Yes, and then. In We Fit, we talk about how, you know, obviously he he builds the We Fit trainer Angela, who doesn't know she's a robot. But then that also teases it. I don't know if we made this definitively canon, but Professor Hector then does build. He creates the Mies, which we said were robots that Professor Hector creates. Right. Oh no no no! We said the Mies were prototype versions of We Fit trainer, didn't we? We said they're failed versions. They so were maybe. failed versions of the We Fit trainer. So actually, it's the other way around. It goes. That's so fucked up. <laughs> versions of we picture yeah and they and then he sends them to just live on an island that's hilarious okay so it also sounds like rob is the older sibling of we fit trainer rob so, was like the very first robot sentient robot he ever made and he he it wasn't even he's not even fully sentient right because it's an uploaded consciousness right. it's just the consciousness of rob kardashian it's not even actually true artificial intelligence so i think I think then he fails a couple, he fails a bunch of times. The best part is Rob Kardashian's such an idiot. <laughs> so funny. Uh, Rob has his own spinoff show, you know, not to distract. <laughs> Real Rob. But, yeah. yeah. Um, how do you know all this? What? I've, no, well, I've no, never I, heard okay, of Real Rob. Real <laughs> Rob isn't his spinoff show. That's actually a Rob Schneider show. I have where he tries never to do heard Seinfeld these shows. called Real Rob. Uh, it is awful. <laughs> but my pitch for the Mies is like, what if he ha- already has a bunch of like Mies digging, looking for like whatever this technology is in the desert, it's the final piece that'll like perfect. Like, in this, so you're saying in this pitch, we're retconning yeah. the pitch so that the well, Mies are the ones in the desert. Well, they're helping the Kardashians. I mean, they're just with them. Like, basically, like, when they meet Professor Hector, like, he already, like, has... So Hector's hard at work on the Mies already at this pretty point much. in the story. And he, like, saying. fucking gets these Kardashians to work as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Hector is a character of, um, in our story, of pretty dubious moral character. Um, he's definitely... He's definitely engaging in well. I mean, it's a, that's that's a that's a really tough moral question that I don't think we as humanity have have fully tackled yet with artificial because we haven't we haven't fully made artificial intelligence yet. But like, is artificial intelligence labor that's unpaid? Is that slave labor? I think uploading Rob into a robot body is because he was sort of, human. Because he was. I think human. that's a crime. I, I think that's that a crime, crime against that's humanity yeah. to put Rob Kardashian into an immortal. Unless world. unless he does it willingly because his body is failing. Is that why? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> is Rob sick? Like, are all his talking heads like him from the hospital? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could, if, that, if that fits, I'm down. I mean, Rob has a pretty minimal part in the in the Kirby story. <laughs> all right, so here's my pitch for that. <laughs> we, that we, there's no there's no even story excuse for doing that. The only reason no. we do that is to give Professor Hector moral. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, so like, what if like he's like Professor Hector? 
Like, so Rob Kardashian's also on that plane, and he's like, he's like in the back, <laughs> still okay. dying on the like the thing, and like maybe when they meet Professor Hector, he's like, I'll make you a deal. I'll save your brother if you get to work for me. Uh, and they're like, eh, right. Sure, so I guess H- you could save him. So what you're saying H- Hector is like in dire need of a consciousness to upload into this robot? Uh, either that, or he just like needs more workers. Um, okay. Okay. I don't know. We can do the Wait, So his original idea is just to take this dying man and use him as a slave for yeah, his last month. Pretty like, much. Just like yeah. Hey, I'll save him and put his consciousness into into Rob. the robot. Right. Okay. One other thing for Kirby as a character. Uh, uh, two episodes ago, we were talking about Toon Link. Who, uh, for everyone who doesn't know, Toon Link is in a musical. Right. And we had a plan where when he's outside of, like, when he's in the Super Smash Brothers universe, he's going to try to break into song whenever he feels right. And now we finally have a character who might be able to compliment No, well, no, we have a couple now because we had Sonic, too. We have we a lot have of Sonic. singing characters. That's a good point. So, so Kirby is now going to be able to do duets with Toon Link, with Sonic, um, and, and probably, like, Jigglypuff. That's awesome. I think okay. that there's probably a subplot in there where it's like, I, I don't think Kirby does super well in duets. I think he's kind yeah. of, he likes to be like the main um, guy. Mm. And so like, you know, he's interested in a duet where it's like maybe, you know, featuring Toon Link and maybe Toon Link's doing the backup vocals. But I could see there's some clash in that. There's definitely like Absolutely. a subplot. I mean, he's a Kardashian after all. Yeah. Kardashians don't do duets. Unless it's with another Kardashian. Have you heard Kim K's like one song? No. It's the worst song I've ever heard. It's literally the worst song I've ever heard. I'll play it after this. It's awful. It's terrible. And then you have like Kylie's feature in WAP, which was very interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, not that she didn't sing in it. She can't sing. But she did WAP. She's just in, in the video, right? <laughs> she's just in the video. They're in a few. I think in this universe, it's Kirby who's in the video. <laughs> Kirby's, like, Kirby's in the wet ass pussy video. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like his fucking Megan the Stallion wig on. <laughs> oh, I guess I, I was going to say that's a good question because. But I guess we established that this version of Kirby doesn't actually have powers. It was just his show. I was going to ask, like, if Kirby swallowed Kim Kardashian, what would his wig look like? Like, what would he look like instead? Would he just have the wig? Just a big butt. <laughs> yeah, he just his butt. Just <laughs> like, what, just his, can you imagine Would he, like, grow, like, another Kirby out of him and it just becomes literally, a butt? Literally, like, yes. <laughs> Listen, she makes the rules. She so, makes so, the rules. So that's so that's she canon. Said, Yes. Okay. I'm in. I'm, no, I'm in. googling <laughs> big butt Kirby. Don't do and you that. know what? To be honest, like Chris, she personally doesn't care who Kirby eats as long as it's not Kylie, because Kylie's her moneymaker. All right. Do we have any other questions to address in continuity approaching? <sighs> Probably. I mean, there's just so much here, but I feel like I've got the big ones off my chest. You know, I've, I've, I, I, as do I. Kirby we, has a butt. We tackled, you're right. We, we tackled Rob. We tackled the animals, and we tackled Kirby's butt. Those are the big. The, those are the big three that I had questions about here. Um, does actually I have one final question? Okay, okay. I have one final that's really important Give it question. To me, please. <clears throat> does Kirby think that OJ did it? Mmm, Frankie, and that's all you. Kirby knows OJ does. Ah! 
Kirby, Kirby knows. Kirby was there. Kirby was a baby. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby wouldn't have been born. Yet. Kirby was like, I'm not even sure that Chris is my mom. I could be. Nic- it was Nicole, right? That died. Yeah, yeah, it was Nicole. Yeah. And am I taking this too far? I no. Don't no, 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 don't worry. No, no. no. Kirby is Nicole. We have a bed. Yeah. I, don't I, I mean, I think that it's come up between Chris and Kirby where he's like, there's no way I'm related to everyone else. Like, I'm blonde. <laughs> <laughs> does Kirby secretly hope that OJ is his father? Or does he does he not like OJ? Like, what if he knows OJ? I mean, did OJ's it? the juice. Like, even if, like, let's be real, even if OJ did it, like, Let's say, let's say, like the whole world knows OJ did it. Would you want to be OJ's son? I, I, I personally like maybe yes. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like you know Kirby's like it. It it makes a good story for me. It put me immediately in the spotlight. You know. Okay, this isn't a continuity question. I might like re-edit this to be like earlier in the episode. What does Kirby write songs about? Does Kirby have relationships or is it more about like his personal journey? Yeah, Kirby's got to have relationship beef, right? Like who's Kirby dated in the celebrity world? You know, I I think that Kirby's music, especially in the beginning, is kind of tailored by Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright to be like about everyone's experiences but Kirby's, right? Like, you kind of, you have very Miley Cyrus-esque songs, like Girls Night Out, where you're like, I learned nothing about Kirby from this track. It's just about girls going out and having fun. Or, you know, maybe it's Boys Night Out, B&O. Okay, um, <laughs> so when he does do that song at the end of the pilot, it's like the first time he's singing about himself, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's a real, it's like the, you know what is a perfect example? It's like Demi Lovato, like, at first, she was singing Camp Rock, just like, you know, that light inside me, whatever the fuck that means. But towards the end, she's like, yeah, I'm dancing with the devil. Like, that's a great you know, point. I, I did some drugs like I did it, guys. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the journey Kirby has where he's like, at first, no one is even allowing him to like show his own side. And now he's like, you know what? That's what people want. They want me to show myself. I love that. I love because Demi, Demi, Demi's journey actually really Demi's, hits with me the most because she literally plays a character named Sunny, and her whole character is like she's this bubbly, bright person, and then like two years later, you found out she's like in rehab and like I, clinically depressed. I didn't have I I was not a Disney Channel kid growing up. I don't think I had Disney Channel, but I like because I never watched Disney it. Channel. I, I was purely, I was hardcore Nickelodeon and I sometimes did Cartoon Network, but I I did not do Disney Channel. So I don't know like anything about a lot of these like shows or anything, but like Demi Lovato, like I agree with you, like that strikes a chord with me because like, I don't know, like the this, 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 her song Sober, like that song like messed Yo, me up a little bit. You guys should honestly watch Demi's uh, latest documentary. It's on YouTube, Dancing with the Devil. It was amazing. It was like this whole time. I I honestly don't even like Demi Lovato that much. Like I've always had my personal opinions where the fact of the matter is like none. The thing with celebrities is like we always see like the tip of the iceberg with them and like realistically, truly underneath they're just people like dealing with their shit. And it was very eye opening. It was very cool to be like, 
I have friends who are like, why wasn't I on Disney Channel when I was five, six years old? Like one, I was talented enough to do it. And like two, I'd have a career right now. And it's like, no, you wouldn't. You would be so massively depressed after that. Like, oh, it's very hard. Okay, sorry. This is a very bad. No, this is this is awesome. No, because I think it's important because because I think it's Kirby's journey. It's Kirby's journey. It's part of Kirby's journey. That's the core of Kirby's character. Yeah. Yeah. Kirby's like, I just want to show you guys who I am, really. And like what this has done to me, like being a part of the Car Jenner clan, like I was the youngest one. I didn't ask to be this. Like I was seven years old when my sisters got famous. And I always think about that, too, like children of celebrities, like you don't know anything else, right? Like you're just the child of John Legend, like and you just are used to cameras being in your faces and shit and like genuinely can do whatever you want with your life. And that blows my mind where it's like that kind of pressure is surreal. I'd rather like strive to be famous my whole life and never reach it than like be famous and constantly have to please. I feel like there's a, there must be like a, there must be like a, a happy, there must be like the right level of fame, you know, where it's like, Colby Calais is the right level of fame. That's a great. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) I haven't thought about Colby Calais in like a while. Exactly. That's the point. She doesn't want you thinking about her. (laughs) She's living her life. But like, but I have nothing. She's in Miami right now. But it's, it's fascinating because I have nothing. And you don't know it. (laughs) I have nothing but positive feelings towards Colby Kelly. I have nothing but like, yeah, yeah. She, made, she made really good music. Bubbly. Bubbly. I like bubbly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Starts on my toes. <laughs> and it goes to my Guys, I've had so much fun tonight. I really um, appreciate this. Thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. We appreciate having you. You you, you really lent a, a perspective on Kirby that I wasn't expecting and that, you know, I, I really... I really believe that Kirby was going to be one of the most difficult characters to adapt to the screen. Um, and I didn't know what that journey was going to hold for us. And and I'm so pleased it took us down this path. And yeah. I was prepping Simon. Like, I, I knew you were going to be an amazing guest just because you're amazing with people. Uh, you, you can you really get a reading the room and you like know just how to keep it flowing. So that's just naturally made for a podcast. So we definitely appreciate having you on. Hey, thank you so much for listening. As always, none of this would be possible without some awesome remixes by some very talented, very underappreciated musicians. Here are their credits so you can listen to them without us talking over it. Extent did the well-earned rest Lo-Fi Kirby remix. Yoan Turpin did the Green Greens chiptune remix. The Superstar Ultra File Select remix came from Zeb. The Beach Area Lo-Fi Hip Hop cover came from Dart Remix. Video Game Remixes did the Gourmet Race Remix. Forever Kirby did a bunch of remixes. Check out his channel. He's obsessed with Kirby and truly is Forever Kirby until the end of time. The Mashed DDD Remix comes from Manino. The King DDD's Theme Remix comes from RPM Music. Glitch X City did the Kirby's Dreamland Lo-Fi Remix. RPM Music did the King DDD's Theme Remix. And Singularity and Mutrix did the Kirby Dreamland Trap Remix. And as always, the sound effects come from the Super Smash Brothers series, the Kirby series, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians series, SoundSnap.com, and Freesound.org. As usual, find us at Twitter and at Facebook at Mizen Smash Pod. And you can find us at our personal Twitters at Simon Lewis Song. And at P. Simmons Hayes. Thank you so much for listening and catch us back here next week with another installment in the Super Smash Brothers Cinematic Universe.